So I have a fear of things that have too many bumps on it or like little bitty things that have like those little lumps. Do y'all know what I'm talking this about? This is like, true. I can attest. Like an areola? <laughs> <laughs> Before they get in your business, be in charge of your business. Own it because it's your business. Your business, business. Welcome into Montgomery and Company. I'm Renee Montgomery. John Morant, we all know the situation. We've been talking about it, so I'm going to give my thoughts. But overall, I really hope we put our arms around him as a community. And right now, I'm talking right now, it is March Madness, an experience like no other. So me and the crew, we're going to go through the moments that happened during March Madness in my career, my freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year at UConn. We're going to talk about the moments within the big moment because that's really what shapes those kind of experiences. Players are going to have feelings that they've never felt before. They're going to have the excitement right now. That's nothing like it. It's called March Madness for a reason. Let the madness begin, baby. Let's go! Remember when Netflix was a DVD service? Well, now Netflix had its first live comedy show, Selective Outrage by Chris Rock. I'm sure that you've heard that it dropped because there was a lot of discussion online about it. But I want to talk a little bit about the money because... Chris Rock made a pretty penny off of signing a two special deal for $20 million a piece for Netflix. This was the second one. His first one came out in 2018. But yeah, Selective Outrage was streamed live when he performed it, which is a new concept that we might start seeing for concerts, comedians, different things, any acts. Now that Netflix has saw that you can basically stream it live and we can all watch it together like live TV. I feel like that's going to happen more. So Chris Rock has set the tone in that aspect. And speaking of setting the tone, shouts to Kennesaw State for making their first ever NCAA tournament appearance. My baby went there. Serena is an alum of that school, so I had to shout them out. And we're going to just keep on with the first because Monique Billings was the first WNBA player to partner with Athleta. Sports influences everything. We know that already. Shouts to Atlanta influences everything. And then speaking of first, EA Sports and the NWSL reached an agreement on bringing the Women's League to a video game for the first time ever. NWSL is coming to EA Sports FIFA on March 15th. Now, that's crazy because FIFA... I mean, I think of Chad Ochocinco and all the different people that love to play FIFA. So that's going to be huge for the NWSL. And then keeping on with the women's sports and doing big things. Shouts to Nas and AG for playing great at Athletes Unlimited. I'm talking MVP type numbers. We love to see it. And also in WNBA news, WNBA Las Vegas Aces star Kelsey Plum got married. Okay. Congratulations are in order. She married the Raiders tight end, Darren Waller. Folks were stunned. I like how she did it. Like me and Serena, we got married during a pandemic, announced it a couple years later. So, man, actually a year later. But, man, I'm just telling you, there's a lot going on. Oh, and also, the Oscars are coming up, and Rihanna will be performing. Jimmy Kimmel is hosting live from L.A. Woo, a lot, a lot, a lot. Creed 3, oh yeah, we got to shout out Creed 3 because we talked about the premiere that we went to, but Creed 3 becomes the first sports film in history to surpass $100 million in its opening weekend globally. We tried to tell y'all that Creed 3 was going to do numbers. You could just see Michael B. Jordan put the time in, put the work in, and the movie's just excellent. Sports really does influence everything, and that's what brings me to John Morant. First of all, I love John Morant, and I'm not even saying that just so I can go in on him at a later time. I'm basically saying I love John Morant, his energy, his spirit. I love his interactions with his daughter. I love how he puts women in his commercials, and he's big friends with Asia Wilson. And he, then, you know, like I just love everything about how he supports women's sports, how he plays as a player. I think he plays and does things that we haven't really seen before at the pace that he's done it in a sense of he's a showstopper. He's a superstar. He is all of those things. So that's why this situation with John Morant really just makes me sad. And so if you don't know what's happened, there's been alleged events that's happened with John Morant leading up to this event. But this particular event, John Morant showed a weapon online on his own Instagram live. 
He's since made a statement that says, I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with my stress and my overall well-being. So when I read that message, that reads to me exactly what the situation is. A young man that has a lot of money and also a lot of stress that goes with with his job and different things of that nature, newsflash to people that may not know, it is very stressful being an athlete. Now, no, it's not life or death situations that other stressful jobs may have. So I do understand that there's jobs that your life or death could depend on how well you perform or not making mistakes or not. But when you talk about sports, when there's stress added, imagine if you go to your job and you have a bad day at work. Like we've all went to the office and had a bad day, right? But then imagine when you leave the office and you're going back home and you want to forget about everything that happened at work. And then you go online to see everyone talking about how bad of a day you had at work. That's basically an athlete's plight. And yeah, I know they're playing a game and they're making a lot of money, but Athletes have trauma that they've came from in their previous life before they made this money. They have situations that they may have not gotten over. So when I heard John Morant's statement, first thing I thought is, I hope he does get the help he needs. And then I went on to read, you know, different people's comments and the sports world really showed up for John Morant. A lot of people had a lot of things to say. Des Bryant, former Cowboys player said, if you know and love John Morant, put your arms around him and tell him the truth. Ja, you got a special ability. And don't let people around you basically bring you down. Another player that came and spoke about him was Jalen Rose, and he's an NBA legend. He said, I am John Morant. I've been involved in drug raids. I've survived assassination attempts. I've been the undisciplined young person that was trying to figure out how to be famous, how to be successful. He's going to return, and he's going to be a better person. That's my whole thoughts right there in a sense of there is going to be a return for John Morant, And I hope that we can let him get past it. Yes, I understand that this is a pattern going on. This is not an isolated incident. But I hope that all of these incidents lets him realize that you got a whole group of people depending on you, your daughter depending on you, you're a son, you're a a father, you're a superstar, you're a role model. And this is a thing that gets into it with a lot of athletes because we've heard athletes say, I'm nobody's role model. But unfortunately, that's why they say heavy is the head that wears the crown because we all are role models whether we want to or not. Now, Paul Pierce said, I don't care what y'all say about Ja. I carried a gun after I was stabbed. Y'all don't know what he's going through. Everyone has something to say until you really know what's going on in someone's life. When you black and rich, you're a target, period. So there's so many different thoughts on the job rant situation, the feelings that people have. The thing that makes me think about, I don't know if people know, but there's a player that plays for Alabama and his name is Brandon Miller. He's extremely talented. They think he's going to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft. And he was recently attached to an incident involving a gun where a woman lost her life. Now he was cleared of any wrongdoing by the system, but there's a part of a lot of people that feel like something just doesn't feel right now moving forward. He's been not included in the finalist list for the the player of the year awards, even though his stats say that he should be included in that list. And so that brings me back to my thoughts for John Morant, because unfortunately for Brandon Miller, that incident caused someone to lose their life. But with John Morant's situation, no one has lost their life yet. No, nothing has happened. I'm not even saying yet because I pray nothing ever happens, but we're at a point where John Morant should be able to turn the corner, get the help he needs and get back on the right track of being a superstar that has a shoe that just released. The city is behind him. The league is behind him. He's one of the faces of the league, but somebody around John Morant has to put their arms around him and make sure that he understands who he is. You know, you are no longer the John Morant that you knew before. You are John Morant that we are all talking about. And so, you know, I just hope that he can get a clean slate. I just hope that for all these athletes, we talk about sports influences everything. And it really does. What happens in athletics, what happens in sports is world news. It goes all over the world. And so as athletes, we have to start understanding that. Did anybody see the Chris Rock special? No. I say half. I loved it. You watched the Chris Rock special, Snook? I watched pieces of it, but I, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I haven't even wow. I haven't watched it yet. So you, you saw half of it, Juju? What you thought about it? I don't think it deserved the criticism that it's getting from some people. It's what like, criticism? Snook ain't on the internet. Snook, there's a lot of stuff on the internet. People saying that they watched the whole thing and didn't smile once. I wouldn't take it that far because I was I laughed. I, I, laughed. <laughs> I laughed at some uncomfortable moments. It was some uncomfortable I to, stuff. I have to be honest. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed at some of that stuff. I laughed. I really right. That's it what it funny. is. It was made folks uncomfortable, <laughs> mm. but it was really? funny as hell. Like, okay, so <laughs> yeah, so Chris Rock was Chris Rock, and and he he made the uncomfortable oh, jokes, yeah. but he was. I mean, I guess oh, I guess yeah. you know comedy is subjective. And, and, you know, with comedians, you have to kind of read between the lines like when he said don't be looking at him because he hadn't been in any entanglement oh <laughs> the shade so you know i think it was in a way saying you know please look at poor will he was going through a lot you know and what <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that joke was deeper than people probably took it to me mm. but anyway i wonder what will and jada are gonna say about it i mean i yeah. wish i had watch the whole thing i mean i'm gonna have to watch the whole thing but i have look so this is the thing about the internet this is why you don't not watch something and go on the internet because I've done seen everything there is to see about this special that I haven't seen. So I could give y'all the rundown on what everybody's views is because a lot of people think that Chris Rock's special was not funny at all. He, he took a lot of time to say the obvious things that we all knew he was going to say. He called Will out of his name. He did a lot of- He screwed of, up one of his own jokes. Exactly. He that did. Day. He brought up the entanglement, which everybody said that was going to be a, like Snook. You brought it up, but you like it. Snook. Easy target. Easy yeah. target. So people basically said that was an easy comedy show to do. The people that didn't like it and didn't laugh at all. And then the people that did like it said that, what did you expect the man to do? He got slapped on national television. Of course, he's going to come back and call the man out of his name. And he filmed it in Baltimore in Jada City. And so, you know, like, I mean, so there's, there was two Look, sides of the coin. Can I ask a question? What's I, up, Because I, 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 I obviously have not watched. I have seen some people talking about it online. But the man has been touring since the, probably almost the day after he got slapped. I mean, he might not have very much new to go by. From this, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it's, it's his feelings. I mean, that's what comedians do, right, Nick? That's what they do. They talk about their life, and it's still, I mean, he's probably still feeling it, I'm sure. I just got to say that by now, and all the money that has lined and padded <laughs> his pocket, he should be over <laughs> any humiliation, any self-degradation <laughs> that he had when them checks start hitting his pocket. I'm <laughs> pretty sure instead of him you know being mad about such a way he was like hey as a comedian he would probably also appreciate me saying hey <laughs> it's a good thing i got slapped because i only made 10 million last year i made 10 million in two <laughs> weeks said it was a level up for him how, I mean, how much was it Renee? i got new material now she's talking about he was doing touring like he was doing comedy shows leading up to his special which is what they all comedians do they work on their work before they air it on their big show so chris rock was doing comedy shows to Cole's Point. Those comedy shows were sold out. I'm sure he was working on the material that now was on his Netflix special that aired live called Selective Outrage. That was the second special on a two special deal that he did with Netflix, 20 million a piece. The first 20 million one came out in 2018. That's crazy. And then this second one came out, as we know right now, um, Selective Outrage. So that was a two part deal. So he just finished up his deal with Netflix. To Cole's point, she was saying he's making money on his way there. But a lot of people said, dang, like, that's what you came up with. Like, basically, you had a whole year to come up with the material. And I'm not like, I'm not on either side of the coin. Me neither. I don't really care. But but what was it going to be called if he didn't get slapped? No, they're saying like, man, we thought you could have came up with some funny material. No, basically. what I'm saying is this is a two part deal with Netflix. The first one's in 2018. Yeah. What was going to be the content for this one? It's called Selective <laughs> Outrage. Well, I'm just I saying, mean, uh, yes, like this gave him material. And that's the point. People thought, like Juju said, some people said they didn't smile the whole time. And they thought, dang, you had a lot of material to work with to get some funny content with. And you came with the jokes that everybody kind of felt like. Here we are. I gotta oh. go back to 2018 well, first because I don't expect see. too much anymore. I mean, <laughs> really. Well, that that too, Ma, that too. But my point is, is that if there was something in 2018, did anyone else here know he had a first part 
to this in 2018. Well, he had two specials. It's called two specials. Like you signed a deal. I, I'm no, going to do two. So I agree. That's like saying, Kevin Hart, what are you going to go on tour about next year? If you don't have any material, you just make it up. I don't know. <laughs> You talk about your dad. You talk about your I know, life, you right, your upbringing. You right. What I'm saying is, is that did anyone on here uh-huh. ever see the first part? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think we actually yes, have that's seen my, it. I yeah, think we yeah. did. Yeah, when it came out in 2018. Yeah. Oh, I so think, you did see it. I think that I've seen it. Or which one did we just watch, too, of somebody else's? It was Cat Williams that we saw not too long ago. Oh, but, but we did see the yeah, Chris Rock. Williams, so. Oh, I like that one, too. <laughs> But you're saying basically we didn't even people didn't even watch the 2018 one. I'm thinking like I would love to see what the reviews were for the 2018 one and what the reviews are for the tw- this new one. The numbers probably were there to your point. But and this was the first ever live streamed comedy show for Netflix. Netflix is usually like, you know, they don't do things live. They're not usually live television. But this is the first time that they streamed a live comedy show, which, as you can assume, is probably going to be more of this live streaming concerts in a world where people are living in their home, basically, or people are not necessarily going to events like they used to. It's coming back. I can see this kind of being a lane for Netflix, kind of trying to get into a different lane. Is anybody lane. talking about the other? What, weren't there other acts in this one? Or was that something oh, else that was? I saw? Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, cutting the rug on stage. What? So why is it anybody pre-game. talking about these things? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's so much. We got to watch this as a show. We got to yeah, do a review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay, yeah, we'll watch that. it do a review. Because there's so Because I'm telling you, the only thing I've ever heard was everybody was waiting for this big bomb to drop of Chris Rock. And I'm like, okay, so there had to be something else he was going to talk about. So what was he going to well, talk about he if this was coming anyway? since the slap. So they yeah. just want him to say something, you know. Yeah, that's and true. I'm going to need you, you to something. say something, baby. All right, just so speaking something. of making headlines and making news. Okay, so hold on a second. Somebody asked about Chris Rock's 2018 special. So Chris Rock's 2018 special, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an overall rating of 100%. Wow. Based on... 23 reviews with an average rate of seven and a half out of 10. What kind of math is that? I don't know because it was, only, it was based on 23 reviews. So yeah, that doesn't I, seem listen, like very many. That's probably the only 23 people that watch it. No, <laughs> I, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so moving on. All right, so speaking of like just making the news, being in the news, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought or who you thought was the most Googled black women in 2022 because the list just came out. And I found it very interesting because I didn't... Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> she did not make the list, Juju. Oh, oh, my, oh my gosh. I was about to say, we are not going to do this segment if she... Okay, so here, we, here we go. The most Googled black woman of 2022. Any guesses from the crew? Who y'all think was the most Googled black woman of 2022? Kamala Harris. That would have been my wrong. first guess. Rihanna. I'll just throw Michelle Obama Michelle Obama is not the most Googled black woman. Angela Bassett. Oh, the woman king. Oh, wow. Viola yes. Davis. Oh, Davis. My woman. Davis. My woman what about Octavia Spencer? Oh, I like that y'all thought that, but the most Googled black woman of 2022, Zendaya. Ooh, number one. Zendaya. Woman was on Spider-Man. She's dating the Spider-Man in real life. This is like, come on now, you can't top that. And she about to be making a million off an of episode for Euphoria. Yes. She just renegotiated her contract for Euphoria. You guys, the viral show. Yeah, she she's is going huge. to make be making one million per episode. I heard that the Friends cast was making one million per episode at a certain mm-hmm. point. So yep. she's making money, honey. She not even just Googled. She's shutting down red carpets and making mm-hmm. money. She made the best decision of her career in the world a couple years ago because they have cast her to play Aaliyah in that weak whack docu-series about Aaliyah that the family <laughs> uh-huh. didn't like uh, and she pulled out of it and then started doing start doing uh, her own thing and oh, look wow. at her Spider-Man wow. like, I can see what? why they would cast her as that because she could dance and uh, yeah I, I, she she would have been a great fit for that but I do think that that, that was a smart decision on her move number her two side. who do y'all think came in at number two the most Googled Beyonce Michelle Obama Beyonce I'm thinking she's still on there <laughs> a Doja Cat <laughs> Hey, that, that's a that's good one. What about Kamala Harris? Janelle Monet. Oh, the second Ooh. most Googled woman, Serena Williams. Come oh, on now. Oh, okay. 
coming off of her uh, Damn, retirement. Right. Y'all know that that was a big year mm-hmm. for her. She's in commercials. Number three. I know y'all ain't going to get number three now. I'm ready for y'all to be shocked. Michelle just Obama. <laughs> Solange. <laughs> oh, Solange knows. Okay, no, but I like that. That's creative. Cole, I have no any idea. thoughts? I have mm-hmm. no idea. Number three, Meghan Markle. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Salute to Meghan Markle. <laughs> oh, see, what's that reaction? <laughs> Like, don't be hating now. Oh, my God. Sorry, Snook. Sorry, Snook. <laughs> it was a haterade. It was a haterade in my blood. Sorry, Snook. You, you just got it out. You got it out. All right. Oh, so we'll be going out. to okay. <laughs> Man. Number four. <laughs> Who do we think is number four on the list? Now y'all should understand that Google ain't what y'all think Google's going to be. I know. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't even know. Michelle Obama. AOC. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> uh, Black China. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Please tell me not. Please tell me we are not interested in what she's this doing. This OnlyFans because y'all know that Black China is making a bag over there at OnlyFans though. So shouts to Black China getting to the money. What about Cardi B? Mm. <laughs> oh, I know Rihanna. She had a baby. Rihanna. That's a that's a good one. <laughs> I love that folks be thinking they got it. <laughs> the number four most Googled want black woman, Beyonce. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was baby. Baby. Oh, yeah. I told you she was going to be in the top five. <laughs> and nice. bringing in the fifth of the top five most Googled black woman. Come on now. Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. Michelle <gasps> Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting because Snook said it every time. Every single one. She said Michelle. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. All right. So I just wanted to get y'all up to date on. It's crazy to see like what who we might think is going to be in the news all the time might just be our news because I would have thought Cardi B would have been up there yeah, personally. I, I just too. feel like there too. Rihanna I just feel too. like she's in the and news Rihanna, and Rihanna sure. coming up with the Super you know, she Bowl. She says some things. Yeah, but the top five, <laughs> as you guys heard Zendaya number one Serena Williams number two Meghan Markle number three and Beyonce four Michelle Obama shut it down at number five so there we are there we are and moving on to I want to hear your guys thoughts on this because not just your thoughts on this but your thoughts on what would you do what's your scariest moment all right so there was a article that was released a couple fouls five million dollar lawsuit against a snorkeling company Now, here's why. Let me just set the table. You're snorkeling on your Hawaiian vacation and the tour company leaves you behind. That's what happened to a couple during their 2021 honeymoon in Hawaii. They were going for a snorkeling lesson excursion and the boat just straight up leaves them in in the ocean by themselves as they're trying to figure. So that's a, a fear that I didn't even know I had until I read that that's what happened to these folks. First of all, what are they doing by leaving people there? $5 million is a lot. They Mm-mm. deserve that money. But do you guys have any unreasonable fears, like fears that aren't just normal? What's your thoughts? I read this whole thing because, <laughs> and I'm going, and I, it's a, probably a movie that you've never seen. I don't know seen, if anybody uh, would be left behind to sue if somebody did that to us. Oh. <laughs> just everybody getting it. There wouldn't be no need for a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say if anybody's seen the movie Open Water, uh, yes, wow. I, yes, I, it made me think that about that movie. movie. Created yes. this nightmare for me. This is a because a fear for me is not asking the right questions and ending up in this situation, mm. regardless of where it is. We could be in the middle of the water. We could be on a mountain with bears in the cave next door. We could be in a desert with no signal. My fear is not asking the proper questions because the article clearly said, oh, we're going to be out here for an hour. But they gave no definite time. Mm-mm. Who oh, goes no. down underwater away from the boat for a full hour? Right. Mm. I would be so paranoid. <laughs> so paranoid. <laughs> yeah, so you got scary. five good minutes. I'm going down. I'm coming back up. I'm going Mm-mm. down. I'm coming back Rory up. Rory said, how about a head count? I was, that's my first thought for sure. Well, first of all, Serena, when we they went on our three. excursions at our honeymoon, you didn't have a clue what was happening. No, but no look, I, I literally told Renee, I said, nope, we're not doing none of these activities because there's too many <laughs> horror stories out here. We're not going to be one of these people that went on our honeymoon and got caught or stuck anywhere. Nope. We're just playing it safe and staying on land the whole time. <laughs> what is 
Where did y'all go for y'all honeymoon? We went to St. Lucia. We went to the St. Jane Mountain. But we did do boat excursions. This is what I'm trying to say. We did one. We went on a boat excursion. It was a private boat because I also, I don't know if y'all seen White Lotus, but I don't want nobody <laughs> else on our boat with us because a person could be going through something on White Lotus. The lady was burying her parents <laughs> and throwing the ashes off of there. And we trying to have a honeymoon dinner. And she over there having a funeral. Mm-hmm. So I watched White Lotus. And she we like, was- move this <laughs> table, y'all. Move this table. Exactly. <laughs> third wheeler that was hilarious uh-uh. so i learned my lessons from white lotus we was on an excursion by ourselves and this man gonna ask us do we want to jump off the boat into the water <laughs> i said no so quick i said no 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 we're good thank you no so it's a no for us dog oh, i'm gonna no. tell you that right now i'm feeling good on the boat we even had the nerve to try to go down into the under part of the boat it was nice under there but we got sick as a dog real quick yes. when we got down there. I said, take our food back up to the top. Can't do it. So that brings me to my real fear. It's called tripophobia. tripophobia. Do y'all know what tripophobia is? Uh-uh. Fear of bumps. Snook! Oh, wow! Snook! Wow, snook! So I have a fear of things that have too many bumps on it or like little bitty things that have like those little lumps. I don't know if y'all know what I'm, do y'all know what this I'm talking is true. about? Like, I can attest. Like an areola? <laughs> I don't mind bumps on the areola, but if it's like the whole, let's think of like, like a I remember creature. Doja Cat on the red carpet, that whole Doja red Doja Cat outfit. on the red carpet. Renee y'all couldn't remember? even look at that outfit. Oh. Which one was it? I think it was the Grammys. Was it the Grammys? I can't handle... She was. She literally was my walking fear, and I was like, I couldn't understand how this even happened because it's not a. Oh common no, it was fear. the Met. I think it was the Met or something. Doja Cat at the Met Gala. Renee, where did that even come from? Like, what in the world? <laughs> I don't like and because I don't... her eyebrows was that day. <laughs> she threw new things in the trash. <laughs> I cannot handle it. Um, that was during Paris Fashion Week. Now, y'all know, (laughs) y'all know that this is, that's a fear that, like, because to this point of fears I didn't know was a fear, those type of things, if somebody has that, like, those little legion bumps all over everything, I can't handle it, but... I digress. I have a friend and my girls have never understood her phobia. She throws up when she sees safety pins. Yes, yes. Aunt Barbara. Wow. Aunt Barbara. Aunt Barbara, if you show a safety pin to her, she will she instantly throw up. up. She I will just... throw up. She has a fear. <laughs> wow. A terrible fear. I wonder what that fear is called. Pins. Fear yeah. of needles or pins? I wonder what, what that is. Go ahead, go. I don't think I have. Nec- I, I haven't encountered something that literally takes me out. It's actually makes it kind of crazy because mom said her fear is heights mm-hmm. but she used to ride roller coasters with me all the time yeah so snook <laughs> your fear used to be heights but you ride roller coasters i stopped riding them many many years ago and they never were really good for me you did high dive. <laughs> she probably did it as a daredevil thing did you do it like to get over your fear kind of like how renee did skydiving oh, no just because my girls wanted me to go on there and as nikki oh. can tell you when i got off the roller coaster <laughs> the, the operator asked me did he need to call an ambulance and i was sick sick very very sick and had to immediately go to the bathroom immediately <laughs> go to the bathroom oh, i'm man. good on roller coasters i used to ride them but it's kind of like snook i only rode them because i was riding the wave of being with everybody but i hated every moment of it i hated myself on the way going up because i knew that i had to get down and then i knew that once i got up there at the top and they was gonna sit me up there to like, let me what am think I doing about here? my out. Yes, they let me think about my decisions. They sit you there <laughs> at the top of the roller coaster for that split two seconds before they drop it. that thing on you. <laughs> I love it. And I, that's, I like it see, too. That's where I lose my whole mind. Mm-mm. It's like, why am I here? I don't want this drop part. <laughs> so I can't scream. I can't breathe. I can't take Mm-mm. it. Why am I here? I loved it. Well, you know, we went to Cedar Point. There's a roller coaster there called the Speedster, I believe. Uh-huh. And once you drop, your face is like frozen. When you get Ooh. off, by the time you Mm-mm. stop. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah, and, and have you guys I seen all it. these uh, horror videos of the people like roller coasters going off the, the rails and all that stuff? Um, Especially at these, these fairs. Uh-uh. They're old. These, that's what I'm trying to say. If you go to a fair... The writings is on the wall. I know that, like, it's like those things look old. They sound old when they're yes, past you. Yes, and they you. are old. I would enjoy the food at the fair because I'm just saying, like, that's, I, I don't even do them no more. If it says if you have back trouble, if you have knee trouble, if your tongue hurts, if you have high <laughs> blood pressure, heart trouble. <laughs> 
count me out. Just count me out. <laughs> I'll get out of line. I just think the fairs are different. I don't think you should get on anything that crazy <laughs> to people who put it up in one day and it's supposed to carry two tons worth of people and go 75 miles an hour. So I'm not saying necessarily fairs <laughs> you should do, but I like roller coasters. Like I said, I haven't encountered anything that's literally just gripped me that I've been like, I can't go on mm-hmm. and Lord please don't let me encounter it now that I've said it but <laughs> I, do, I do have a fear of making simple mistakes like going to like I would be so upset with myself if I went into the woods and we packed Nicole. up a camp next to <laughs> A, a house full of bears and it's like well why didn't I know that there were bears out here like that's the type of stuff Cole, that is a fear camp, for me you're scared of nature that's because the no, she's scared, scared of, of being no, no, in no, no. a situation I'm scared of animals houses we don't that's their house I don't want to be in their house I'm scared to put myself in a situation where I'm in their house in their territory that's, that's my fear I'm kind of the same with Cole like sharks I don't know why sharks have always been like just anything with sharks I can't even imagine that I'm in a pool and like when people play shark, like I'd be like, no, no, stop playing. I don't, I can't, I, I can't. Play them games. No, but, but like, I guess ever since the social media age and, and Zoom age, pandemic age, people have been caught on Zooms and, and like, like when they don't know they're being recorded or have gone live and things like that without That's them knowing that they've gone live and they're using the bathroom or they're naked or they're doing, if you're not meant to go live, you're probably doing something that you don't want anybody to see, you know? So that's probably a fear. It's like, well, you got a valid fear because I sit in this room a lot and I'm literally <laughs> yes. live on TV a lot from right here. So you could be yelling something from the room that you really don't want the whole world that like you got kind of, that's a realistic fear we're married so we we share everything with each other sometimes that just gotta stay between us if i accidentally go live that will be mortifying mm. for me if i don't Lord want it to go mercy. live the real wild card is junior <laughs> that's the wild card watch Matt, out for junior yes, yes. in the back of the video yes. listen i'll be having to tell that boy that once it hits the internet it is not leaving yep. the internet mm-hmm. ever it don't matter mm-hmm. how fast you delete it nothing 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 i was messing with paul one time is paul on here yep okay well i told him he wanted to do so i said oh, i can't get up and he said why not i said oh because i don't have any bottoms on I oh, you know, oh my oh. god <laughs> Bottomless mimosa. Mom, it's a nightmare, literally. Like you waking up. Winnie the Pooh. You remember that, Paul? No, nah, I don't remember. <laughs> it never happened, never. Paul doesn't want to remember. What were you saying, Cole? I was saying, to mom's point, I've had that situation. And to Sam's point, I've had that situation where Vance got a phone and it has <laughs> FaceTime on it. And oh, so boy. he comes into my room to ask me a question about whether he could play on the video game mm. with his cousin, AJ. <laughs> He's on FaceTime and I am literally down to my skimmies and I say, oh, and I turn around and he's under me. So you know that is oh, a probably God. a shot oh, that, my that most kids should not see. So I, when he was holding the phone, he was just holding the phone and luckily it wasn't pointed towards me. So he's like, Ma, can I play the game? And I said, Wait a minute, just I said, Give me a second, let me get dressed. And then I hear a noise coming from the phone that sounds like background noise. I said, Is somebody on the phone? Oh he's my like, God. Yeah, I said, Get That's out. A fact. That's a fact. And on that note, don't be calling me on FaceTime without scheduling an appointment. Oh, yeah. Just be popping up on FaceTime with me. And I'm like, no, sir, that is too intimate. I could be on the couch. Like, there ain't no telling. My biggest fear is being locked in the trunk, bro. I've been around too many hood guys. And my so life Juju's is fear is getting now. kidnapped. Do not lock me in the trunk or bury me alive. I would oh, rather that's die. That's a real fear, though. Uh-uh. I can't even imagine. Just kill me, bro. <laughs> so you think that the trunk... Okay, so that's a very valid... I yes. don't want to be locked in the mm-hmm. trunk either. Mm-hmm. I don't want to oh be buried God. alive either. It's just not one of my fears, though, because I place. feel like it's so unrealistic. Yeah. But for you, you were like, listen, I would rather any other way of death than those ways. Wow. It's so scary. Wow. I've been there before. It's not fun. So things we didn't know that we're afraid of that now we now know we're afraid of. We're going to come back and boy, they call it madness. I talked about it. I've had a lot of memories in March and we are going to discuss some of them.
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Snooka Booker over the weekend to put her thinking cap on because Snook knows my life way better than I know my life. I went to UConn, as everyone knows. I was graduated high school 05, graduated UConn 09. So from 05 to 09, I've created so many March memories, so many that I can't even probably remember them, but it's always better because I'm usually in the moment. So if we got a game coming up, that's literally all I'm thinking about. I ain't thinking about all the other things that go on or all the other moments. So I told Snook if she could, could she think of a couple of moments from my freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year to relive so that we could talk about it here on the pod. So Snookabooka, we're going to start with the freshman year. What are some of the big moments that you remember from my freshman year at UConn? Okay, well, I think you only maybe lost, oh, let me not do that. My mind might not be right, but you made the, made it to the Elite Eight in your freshman year, and it was in Bridge, Bridgeport, Connecticut. One of the memories I have is when you played Duke that game. We were at that game. We were almost at all of her uh, end-of-tournament games except one. But anyway, we were in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and Renee was playing. And Allison Bales was one of the Duke players, and she used to play with us a little bit with the oh, Tornadoes, yeah. our AAU team. And she's six foot five. And so... Renee gets a steal, goes down, and so Allison is under the basket, and so <laughs> oh. Renee does a reverse layup, and Gino immediately calls a timeout, and and so the announcer on the TV said, "Ladies and gentlemen, that's five foot six versus six foot five. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and what you so, remember from that I moment. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Do you know what I remember but, from that game? Do you remember that he called the timeout to tell you that you weren't the Wayne Wade. Yes. So Coach Ariam oh, <laughs> oh, is a hilarious she was a man. Oh, yes, Coach Ariam is a hilarious man. So we're battling it out with Duke. Didn't Duke win that game? Didn't they beat us? Yeah, they did by two points. Remember, there was a decision that the yes. people with the striped shirts had to make, and it wasn't yes. the one that we really wanted. Wow, so look, remember everything. I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. We've seen now that sports is greater than reality. You can't make this stuff up. So my freshman year, we lose on a buzzer beater, right? Or a buzzer beater that didn't count. We're playing Duke basketball, which as y'all know, it's like UConn versus Duke is a power five versus power five schools in that nature. It was a big game. It, you know, being honest, it was in Connecticut. So it was, we had a big crowd. We had a big stuff going on. And I just remember like how in the world on my, like on my freshman year, did we start out and be the worst team for UConn losing in the elite eight? I thought that UConn was supposed to just make it to the final four. Like everybody <laughs> was always saying, <laughs> I'm thinking like, how in the world did we become that team that lost in the elite eight? So this is why I'm having Snook tell me her memories. And I'm going to tell y'all my memories because her sound is so beautiful. Number five, six going against six, five with the reverse <laughs> layup like D Wade. It was in. Yeah. So that's my freshman year. Uh, what other what other thoughts come from your 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 mind for what's your second thought for freshman year? I should have a couple of them. Well, that freshman year was very it was a learning experience for us. One of the things about the freshman year is the first time you or opportunity you get to go 
to the first year thing they do for warm ups for the season. What's oh, it called, Renee? first weekend, um, opening weekend or opening night opening where weekend uh-huh. and the parents can go watch the the warm ups and you know how they do their practices. It was grueling. I was so afraid for Renee oh. after going. Okay, to that. so let's. Okay, Aww. this is good. Let me get into this. So, all right. So, first weekend is basically where the parents can come all weekend. They watch Aww. our practices. Then we have our opening practice that. A whole like you invite fans like UConn's opening night was sold out. I actually this most recent opening weekend, I actually was one of the hosts for it. So it was crazy. It was sold out in there. The band was in there. It's like it's a whole event. It's just yeah, like it a fun. game, except for it's your first day's practice. So Snook and them come to our first practice. And basically she got to see what that action looked like. And what was your thought, Snook? I said, Lord have mercy, Lord help him. That's all I can think. <laughs> it was I mean, really, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. But you really had to be a good athlete and be in tip-top shape to be able to go out there and survive in that. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, it was time so, stuff. listen. I mean, it wasn't any playing around. It was like serious. <laughs> it was serious. Yeah. serious. So, listen. Um, Coach Ariema has even alluded to this recently about how he basically made the statement and coach is so good at motivating because he said the players aren't the same as they used to. And we don't coach the same as we used to. Now, I think the players, you know, they're still great players in college basketball. I know he was just trying to get his team hyped up, but I don't think that UConn can probably coach the way that they used to coach our practices. Mm. (laughs) When I tell you times have changed. And so things that was acceptable then, and I'm not saying that we had any like cruel and unusual punishment. I'm just saying like, it was a no nonsense, no excuse type of thing. If they say you need to cross the line in 10 seconds, it don't matter if you're a point guard or a center, you better cross the line in 10 seconds or we're going to redo it. People dove for that line. That clock Mm. is ticking, ticking, ticking. They got (laughs) like door into a pool. Yeah. (laughs) Nowadays, you might not be able to run people until they literally make it because there might be players that fall out there might be players that throw up there might be players that cry and say that they can't you know if you throw up I've seen players do that all the time that ain't nothing but a thing you better get back on the line and get me ready to run the next one track practice for AAU track or travel track whatever you want to say basically our coach would say you could throw up but don't throw up on my track once you throw up Get back on that and keep running. Did he not? Did oh, he not wow. say, I don't One, care what you do. Striders, striders, yes, striders. The trick is to throw up on yourself. The trick is to get <laughs> some on your shirt. Oh, coach, I got to go change. Oh, no. Gotta, oh, no. There was no changing. There was no changing. Oh, there was a hose. They had a hose oh, there. Oh, wow. Hose you off. It was, it was hot wow. outside. First of all, it's, it's wow. August. It's hot. Hose yourself off. You'll dry out as Ooh. you run. Wow. Mm-mm. Yeah, so it's that type, it's them type of vibe where there's basically no out. It's like you're gonna get this work right like there's no out so snook when she was saying you know roy put in the chat thy rod and thy staff they come for me snook started to <laughs> snook started to pray for her baby girl when she started to see what it was about to be like but let's move on to soft she seen Sil- <laughs> she seen big sylvia out there holding my son down Because you're right, Juju, we did play LSU one tournament. So what are your thoughts on our sophomore, my sophomore year? What what comes to mind that year? Okay, well, as you said before, people go to UConn with expectations. And when you get there, Gino has expectations. So, you know, you feel that you're going to go all the way. So we always try to prepare ourselves to to be there. And what was it I always told you, Renee, that we were always sitting where? In the front row, baby. Anytime she played any game, I said, we're in the front row, regardless of whether we're there or not, we're always in the front row. What she means by that, by the way, is she means that she's going to be front and center in front of the TV. If she ain't at the game in the front row, she's going to be in front of the TV in the front row. So she would always just tell me that. So what are your thoughts sophomore year? So you made it to the Elite Eight again in the sophomore year. And I was very disappointed because I felt that we weren't there to kind of push you because it was out in Fresno, California. So we didn't make that trip because the Final Four that year, I believe, was in Cleveland, Ohio. So we knew if you won, you'd be coming back to Cleveland and that was a short five-hour drive for us. So let me talk to y'all about disappointment. So my whole family, California is too far to go, obviously. So my family, like Snook talks about, they go to all of my games that are within reasonable where they can drive or get a trip. This so happened to be in California. So they couldn't make it to this game, but they were planning on making it to the final four. 
Because we were supposed to make it to the final oh, four. So everybody <laughs> was setting up for plans and oh. trips to go to Cleveland, Ohio. They were like, it's yes. perfect. It's so close to home. I'm, You know, we're from West Virginia. And so all I got to do is get there. <laughs> and all I got to do is get to the final four. And it's going to be turned up. Because, I mean, I got family in Ohio. We got family in West Virginia. Cole and them are coming from Maryland. Coming it ain't down. nothing but a thing. Yes. Here's what we go and do. Losing the Elite Eight in Fresno. And di- not only disappoint ourselves and our season and our fans but now our family didn't even make the trip because they was all planning and taking weekends <laughs> off and planning on taking time off from work to go to oh, Cleveland so I want to tell y'all how athletes really be feeling after the loss it ain't oh, even just man. the loss where we gave our blood sweat and tears and we wanted to win it ain't just the fans that was behind us the coaching staff then it's the other personal things where it's like, dang, people took off of work for us. Well, we wouldn't have known if he was okay anyway, because I don't think we even heard from you from a solid week. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you deal with that? Like, I, that I, was I LSU, know. and that was Sylvia Fowles, and she was a she was So a Juju, with the foreshadowing, <laughs> my second year, my sophomore year, when I talk about LSU was some, like, Dogs Ooh. over there. Yes. They had Sylvia yes. Fowles. I think Simone Augustus. I don't Simone. know if she was still there. Simone. They had some shooters. They were just... They were, I mean, like, that's what I have to tell people. When I say we won one time when I was in college, I'm so proud of that one because that Duke <laughs> team we lost to had some dogs on that team. We lost to LSU the next year where obviously we know now there's a statue of Simone going up <laughs> at LSU. That's how, to tell you how good she is. Yes. They're putting up a whole statue of the woman <laughs> on campus. And I feel like part of my tears is in that statue because that's when they knocked us out my sophomore year. But to answer your question, babe, the way that I handle that type of trauma when we lose after giving it everything is it's I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to nobody. Mm, like Cole I was said, I didn't talk, talk to, to nobody for like a week. I'm good. I'll be okay. I just don't want to talk about that moment until I'm okay. So, mm. and what are you doing within that week when you don't talk to anybody? You just I'm like watching she's in all of the TV. She's in deep seclusion. Deep yeah, seclusion. I'm watching. I go rewatch the game and watch all the mistakes that I made and how I could have done better. Then I talk bad about myself to myself for oh a very God. long time. <laughs> then I probably go work out and then start the cycle of I can't let myself be that bad again next year. It's really, you know, it's probably not healthy, but it's mm. probably also the most healthiest way that athletes get better because you take your loss and you just bottle it up and eat it and swallow it and drink it. And then you, you got to do it all out. over again motivated yeah so that's kind of the cycle well i'm gonna tell you that with that cycle we literally were watching on tv me i'm the type of person where i got to the moment where it was too close and i like i can't take it i was on the floor (laughs) on the ground i'm like lord please and the shade's like you gotta watch it and then when it was over, bang, game over, and they lost, I said, I called Ma, I said, well, I guess we'll talk to her next week. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I guess so. That's we that. just kind of do, just yeah, leave know it already. alone. Mm-hmm. That's that on that. Snookabooka, what else you got for sophomore year? Anything else for sophomore year? We move oh, into junior. No, I was just going to say about your, how you um, deal with losses. You're usually going to seclusion for a while, and everyone knows, do not knock on the door. <laughs> no, she doesn't want any food. No, she doesn't <laughs> want a hug or a kiss. No, she doesn't don't, want anyone to tell me you did right. You know, she don't want to hear that either. Don't say that. Alone. Definitely don't tell me I did <laughs> don't great. Don't tell That's me I did my, great. I That's hate one that of my too, things. Oh, too. I did so great that we're home right now for the Elite Eight. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> you did great. Like, what? I'm a loser. That's my thing. It's like, no, I can't. I'm a like, I'm a not a great loser. So there's that. Um, I mean, like, I'm not bad to other people, but I'm really bad to myself when I don't do well. And so that's kind of why I'm a workaholic now because I don't like to disappoint people and I don't like to not do well and I don't like that feeling. Yeah. So I just try to overwork so that I don't ever have to be in that mode. So, yeah. There's no I and loser. So, we win <laughs> together and we all lose together. I like that, Andrew, yes. <laughs> all right. Listen, I feel like we got to start rapping, but should we to be continued on junior and senior year, get to the good times later? Because right now we're stuck in the elite eight, let the bad times roll. And maybe I need to just maybe I need to just fester in this and think on this because March Madness is all month. And so maybe next week we'll come back 
with my junior and senior year where there is some light at the end of the tunnel, people. And so for the UConn fans that feel like these five games that we've lost this season on the women's side, I know this is a tough year for us because I feel like in my whole career, I don't know how many games I've lost my whole career, but I think at CBS we just talked about I think it was 11. I think they said 11. So I lost 11 games in four years. So I know that for UConn fans, losing five games in one season feels like a lot. We just have to realize that there's a certain standard that we have for UConn that in this world of parity, that may not be the normal standard anymore. And so I'm reliving the trauma. Roy just wrote, yeah, fester for a week. Go fester for a week. I'm going to go fester for a week and (laughs) think about this. Mm. Okay, but there's light at the end of the tunnel for the last two years. But man, Duke, I still haven't forgiven y'all. Monique Curry and all of y'all. LSU, Simone, we supposed to be dogs. Put Put was on the show, a friend of the show, Sylvia Fowles, man. Yes. There's only one person that can win. So that's the thing about March Madness. But then there's you guys came back years later and won a championship together. Spoiler alert, you know, but. By our powers combined. <laughs> Me, Sylvia Fowles. Simone Augustus, Maya Moore was my teammate at UConn. All of us have competed together against each other in in March Madness. That's the beauty of it all because who we're watching right now compete against each other, we're seeing the UConn players. Tennessee and South Carolina went at it for the SEC title. We're seeing all of these players go at it, but these players are probably going to eventually be teammates at some point down the line, which is the dope part of it all. So, boy, the madness continues. Shouts to all the Cinderella. Get, Get your, your brackets, brackets together. Oh, we Shall- should do one against a, a yes. Us. yes. Let's do it. Yes. We're going to do a MoCo bracket challenge to see who wins against the crew. Who won last it's year? I think, I think Dennis Snook I won last year. I came in last last year. Yes. Oh, so Snook got some improvement to do. Won, didn't he? Oh, we need, oh, we need some push-ups then, Snook. I mean, for this season. <laughs> 20. Mm-hmm. I'm not losing <laughs> this year. Oh, oh, so, look, it's already starting to happen. The competitive yes. juices are flowing. I love it here, man. We're going to see y'all next week and talk about the junior and senior year. Some light at the end of the tunnel. Now, having heard all of those memories, it, I, yeah, I'm feeling a little nostalgia. But overall, I talk about it. That 2%, that's what UConn gave me. That 2% of extra work. That 2%, because only 2% of athletes go pro, as we know. And so UConn gave me that 2%. And I just think about all those various moments. But the overall feeling that I feel when I think about UConn is... The friends that I made there, the family that we are now. And so, you know, I'm so excited for players to be able to be going through that right now. Because when I think about all the memories, the blood, sweat and tears, because there was a lot of tears. But I'm glad to have ended it with a smile. You already know it's a generational thing here at MoCo. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Love collecting things? Time to add Goat Guns Miniature Models. These gun models are one-third to scale and one-tenth the cost of the real thing. These little bad boys are 4 to 11 inches in length and weigh up to one full pound. Build, collect, and customize your Goat Guns collection with attachments. Build your dream collection at GoatGuns.com.